you brought your Bibles, I hope you have. If, if you have not, please go get one. Uh, turn with me to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. And I'll tell you right now, we're not going to get through the whole chapter. It's a lot of meat and potatoes. And like you or me, I don't know about y'all, I like leftovers every now and then. But, but God's Word is not day-old donuts. It's new and fresh every morning. So... Uh, you have to get it on the next session as the Lord give us. But we want to read the whole chapter. It's going to be lengthy, but then we'll dive into the text. Uh, so here we go. Now, in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar reign, Nebuchadnezzar had, a, had, had dreams and his spirit was so troubled that his slept left him. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. And the king said to them, I have had a dream and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans, then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic. O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will give the interpretation. Hmm. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces and your houses shall be made in ash heap. However, if you tell the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered again and said, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will give its interpretation. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. And if you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Therefore, tell me the dream and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, there is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord or ruler has ever asked such things of any magicians, astrologers or Chaldeans. It is a difficult thing that the king requests and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this reason, the king was was angry and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the, the decree went out and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Ariok, the king's captain, why is the, the decree from the king so urgent? Then Ariok made the decision known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, Nazariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish 
with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in the night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and the season. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we ask of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. Therefore, Daniel went to Ariok, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king and I will tell the king the interpretation. Then Ariok quickly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the musicians, the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secret. He has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar, what will be in the latter days? Your dream and vision of your head upon your bed were these. As for you, O king, thoughts came to your mind while you were on your bed about that what would come to pass after this. And he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will be. But as for me, this secret has not been made revealed to me because I I have more wisdom than anyone living, but for our sakes who make known the interpretation to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. You, O king, were watching and behold a great image. This great image whose splendor was excellent stood before you and its form was awesome. This image head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of, of iron, and its feet partly of iron and partly clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them into in pieces. Then iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floor. The wind carried them away, so there was no trace of them fat was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are a king of kings. For, God of, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And whatever the children of men dwell are the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven. He has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. But after you shall arise another kingdom inferior to yours. Then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. And a fourth kingdom shall 
Be as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And like iron, iron that crushes, that kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. Whereas you saw the feet of, of toes partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. Yet the strength of the iron shall be in it. Just as you saw the iron mixed with uh, ceramic clay, and as the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay, so the kingdoms shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another. Just as the iron does not mix with clay, and in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that are broken pieces, the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, the, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain and its interpretation is sure. Father God, Lord, we thank you, O God, for your grace, your mercy, your love. Lord, we ask, O God, that you would hide me behind the cross, that they see none of me but all of Jesus, that you would increase as I decrease. Give me wisdom from on high. Give me the gift of teaching to teach your word. Lead God and direct us what you would have us to say, to, to, to be said and known this day, Lord, that we may live for you, not for, not for any uh, heart knowledge, head knowledge, but for heart transformation. We ask, O oh God, that you would shape us and mold us into your image. We pray, O oh God, that you would save some, strengthen someone, convict someone, change all for the glory of God. To your name be all the glory and praise due. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We come to chapter 2 of Daniel. Here we see the dream that will unfold before our eyes. I don't know about you, but some dreams that I have had, I did not like. And then some dreams I've had that I did like. But here in chapter 2, this dream seems to have been of some concern with King Nebuchadnezzar. This dream depicts and connects to end time prophecy. It is very monumental. It is very important, not only for King Nebuchadnezzar, but even for us today. Here we see a glimpse into the future there is a misconception when it comes to certain terms in the Bible. There are certain terms that seem to trip some up. Uh, case in point, let me demonstrate my point. And here it sets up the scene, but also sets up the context 
for us here in chapter 2. The misconception or the terms or the phrases that get confused, the first term or the phrases are what is called the time of the Gentiles. The time of the Gentiles. Maybe you heard of that, some of you. Maybe some of you haven't heard of it but until today. Um, so we hear the first term, the, which is called the time of the Gentiles. And the second term uh, that gets confused is the fullness of the Gentiles. You heard what I said? Two different terms. The times of the Gentiles and the fullness of the Gentiles. All right, I'm in the Bible. Let's walk the text. Preacher, where you at? All right, here we go. Turn with me to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. I told you we ain't going to get through all Daniel uh, chapter 2 tonight. And you know that so because we cross-referencing. Luke chapter 21. And as you turn in your Bibles... To Luke chapter 21. For context, we'll start at verse 20, but the actual term is in verse 24. Here we go. Now, this is Jesus speaking about future events, prophetic things that will take place in the future. Here we go. He says, but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart. And let not those who are in the country enter her. For there are, for these are the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. For there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. What people? The people of the city. What city are we talking about? Verse 20. Jerusalem. Verse 24. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. What nations? He's going to tell us. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the time of Gentiles are fulfilled. Everybody see that? All right. So we see here the time of the Gentiles. This encompasses this really basically points to the rule and the reign of Gentile nations. That's, that's a simple form to, to put it. So the time of the Gentiles is the rule and the reign of Gentile nations, which encompasses Israel's chastisement to the second coming of Christ. You guys with me? I'm going to say it one more time. The time of the Gentiles basically 
points to the rule and reign of the Gentile nations, which encompasses Israel's chastisement to the second coming of Christ. All right? Everybody clear on that? Amen. Clear as mud. Now, turn with me to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. I'm going I'm to start at verse 1 and then we're going to skip. This passage, Romans chapter 11, verse 25, this passage speaks of the, or refers to the fullness of the Gentiles. Okay? The fullness of the Gentiles. But we're going to look at verse 1 in chapter 11. It says, I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. Exclamation. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah? How he pleads with God against Israel saying, The Lord, they have killed your prophets and have torn down your altars. And I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace, but it is. If it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is of no longer work. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Just as it is written, God has given them the spirit of stupor, talking about the nation of Israel, eyes that they should not see, ears that they should not hear, to this very Day, And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their back all ways. Jump to verse 25. Same chapter. It says, for I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Everybody see it? You see how people can get it confused? There is no confusing of the terms. Number one, is two different scriptures and it's two different phrases that references the Gentiles, but also it encompasses Israel. Let me give you the interpretation. So here, here, I'm going to give you some expository teaching. So the time of the Gentiles point, points to the reign and the rulership of the Gentiles. Okay. The fullness of the Gentiles, here's an R for you. 
it points to the rapture. You, you guys, you guys got that? Okay, let me let me let me make a point. Let me make it make it plain. God is not done with Israel, but his plan for Israel in revelation to the 144,000 that will be witnesses cannot take place until the rapture of the church take place. And that's going to be the fullness or in other words, the completion of the last Gentile that will come to Christ. And God will begin his plan with the nation of Israel. See, there's a, there's a doctrine called replacement theology that seeks to replace Israel with the church. It's false doctrine. How do you know it so? I'm in the Bible. In Romans chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be what? Saved. I'm going to give you some up-to-date Bible context, Bible studying, keys to Bible study. Y'all want it? The Holy Spirit gave it to him. Let me give it to you. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and we give God all the glory and praise because the Lord showed me this a long time ago to how to understand when you read the Bible, you read it in this context. Everybody say amen. amen. Here we go. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32, it says, Give none offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. Now, there's only three groups of people. No, there's only three groups in this verse that is pointing to that helps us to understand and read the Bible in its proper context. If you was reading the King James Version, it says, give no offense to the, to the Jew, the Gentile, or the church of God. So when it says Greek in your New, New King James Version, it says it means Gentile. Let me break it down. Either you are a Jew or an Israelite who is looking for the Messiah. Or you are a Gentile, which is under the umbrella of a non-Jew, which encompasses an atheist, agnostic, any other ism that you can put under that umbrella. Those are all Gentile. And then... We come to the best group.